the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. To watch the ongoing media propaganda, it's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. Because parents are, I think we are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad can it be? It's very bad. Because you can't be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my weekly column at wnd.com. That's WorldNet Daily. Also on barbwire.com and elsewhere out on the web. Please also check out my book, which is written, my latest book, written for teens, and it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. And we are about to announce a second edition of that book because we are almost sold out. So that is wonderful news. Can a person caught up in same-sex attractions ever feel really free from homosexual feelings and behavior? Or is it true that people are just born gay and we might as well just go along with it if that's, that's the situation in your life? Well, my guest today is going to tell us the astonishing results of his ministry, his own life, and his wonderful new book. Stephen Black is uh, has worked in pastoral care ministry as an ordained minister in the local church and with International Ministerial Fellowship for over 25 years. He works full-time as executive director with First Stone Ministries in Oklahoma City. He's one of the founders of Restored Hope Network and serves as its chairman. He's serves on the board of directors for parents and friends of ex-gays and gays, and he's been married to his wife, Robin, since 1986. They have three adult children and three grandchildren. Welcome back to Mission America Radio, Stephen. It's my pleasure, Linda. Thank you. Hey, um, I just I got your book, and, and it just looks fantastic, and I, I urge people to take the chance to look at Freedom Realized, and that's the name, Freedom Realized, Finding Freedom from Homosexuality and Living a Life Free from Labels. And it's just chock full of, first of all, um, I don't know whether to get to this right off the bat, but it's the first thing that struck me out of the many things here. But you have a study that you all have done from your ministry 
And tell us a little bit about that study, and then maybe we'll go back and talk about your background and how you got to this whole issue. Sure. Yeah. Um, in in uh, 2012, uh, there was a lot of controversy going on with the implosion of Exodus International. Right. And there were statements that were being made that 99% of people don't change. And so it got me thinking, we had 1,200 client folders of people that had gone through our ministry for over 25 years uh, in storage. And so I was sitting here one day and actually kind of in a, in a daze of feeling very uh, brokenhearted over ministry and uh, what was taking place. And all of a sudden it was like, where are those 1,200 people? If people are saying that people can't change, where are the 1,200 uh, uh, that went through our ministry? So long story short, we, we compiled a database of all of those people. We contacted 500. Out of the 500, we were able to make um, convince 185 people anonymously to take a survey. The results of the survey are are much better than what I thought they would be. They're actually outstanding. Uh, bottom line, when you get down to questions 27 and 28, uh, 72 to 73 percent of the people that gave at least one year of their life, uh, pastoral care and support group, most of those more than one year, uh, go on to live a life free from homosexuality or being gay identified. They don't wear any labels, and they go on living a life completely surrendered to Jesus Christ. Wow, that is so amazing and so different than what you hear in the mainstream, where people and what our kids are being told in so many of the programs in schools, and it and it it's so. Um, so unfair that, that that kind of message can't get out more. Now tell us about First Stone Ministries and then you're a, little, a little bit about your own background. Sure. Uh, First Stone receives its name from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 7, which says, Let him who is without sin cast the first stone. Uh, in 1976, a mom and dad ca- uh, went to the church asking for help uh, with their uh, son who was embracing homosexuality. Uh, they basically got the sword of the Spirit, and uh, they uh, were just uh, overcome with the, the, the hearing that their son was an abomination. And at that same time, there was uh, a group of people that were starting to form. Uh, that was the early beginnings of Exodus. So First Stone's been around for 41 years. We were actually one of the founding ministries of Exodus, as well as with the Restored Hope uh, Network. But... Um, um, what we offer is pastoral care and support group, public speaking, teaching, and education on the area of homosexuality, but also all things um, human sexuality and, and how to live uh, in God's divine intent. Uh, and so we do a lot of pastoral care, marriage counseling, and, and we have lots of resources, and we have a, a pretty powerful website uh, firststone.org that has uh, hundreds of articles, and uh, we're building stuff on it every day. And um, right now under the video section, I'm building uh, towards having uh, over 150 videos of people that have come out of homosexuality. Wow. So there's a lot of resources there, and uh, we just want to come beside the church as a parachurch to help. 
Yeah. Help educate. And you and you do a wonderful job, and, and you are you're a great speaker, too. I could highly recommend you as a speaker. Um, just in case people are joining us, we're talking with Stephen Black, who is executive director of First Stone Ministries in Oklahoma City, and he is also the chairman of um, Restored Hope Network. Tell us, let's go back and let's talk about your own background um, that brought you to the ministry in this area. Yeah, 35 years ago in 19, um, well, it was started in 1981. I started really seeking the Lord. Um, At that time, I was in a crisis. My uh, little brother had died, and I had been living gay-identified for, at that time, about seven years. And um, uh, at that time, I had this crisis of eternity with the death of my brother, and I started crying out uh, to God for truth. I had been raised Catholic. Uh, I knew things about God. I had gone to uh, parochial school. And so, I, you know, it wasn't that I didn't know some of the truth. It's just that I wasn't truly born again. Unfortunately, I'm one of the 55 to 60 percent of the people that I talk about in my book uh, that were sexually molested as, as a child uh, several times in my life. And uh, so by the time I was a teenager, I, I believed I was homosexual, and I had people that introduced me to the gay world. I thought it was a misfit. And then once I uh, was introduced to the gay world, I went headlong into that and lived gay-identified for eight years. But in that, that time between 1981 and 83, I was seeking God. And it was in 1983 I had this amazing encounter with Jesus Christ with these people. I wasn't even in a church. I was in a, in a, a mobile home. Uh, I had been partying with a friend, and we were at uh, their relative's house. And these people were communicating in terms of being in their home that Jesus answered their prayers and Jesus did this and that for them. And I thought these people were crazy. And then all of a sudden, as they um, uh, were talking about the Lord, uh, I had this presence come over me. At the time, I didn't know what was happening to me. I look back now, and I, I know it was the Holy Spirit. But I heard this voice, and, and he said in my spirit, in my mind, if you do not accept me tonight, you're going to die. Now, this was in 1983, and in the summer of 1983, we heard about this mysterious disease cropping up in the gay community of all these mm-hmm. people were dying. So um, at that moment, in that night, I, I thought, well, I need to know people like these. I need to know Jesus like these people know Jesus. Yeah. And I surrendered my life to the Lord, and I've never been the same um, as I was going home, my friend, you know, asked me if I was going to be gay. And uh, after this experience, and I said, you know, I guess it means whatever God has for me. So I went home at, out of curiosity. I thought, you know, the the priest at my mom and dad's parish had told me it was okay to be gay. It even hit on me. So I thought, I wonder what the Bible has to say about it. Mm-hmm. So I actually got this big table uh, Bible, family Bible prayed over it, and literally Linda flipped it open, and as I flipped it open, my eyes went to Leviticus, and I saw at the top of this chapter, in chapter 18, it said, Laws on Sexual Immorality, and my eyes fell down on verse 22. So I had a miraculous answer to prayer, and there it says in the text, Man shall not lie with another man as he does with a woman. This is a detestable act. This is an abomination in the sight of the Lord. 
And all the time, I never knew that it actually said it in the Bible. Wow. And then I saw that it actually said it again in chapter 20, verse 13, except it says you should, should be put to death. Well, that night I got down on my knees and I cried out to God. and I said, I don't even know how to change. You're going to have to change me. And that set me on a course of falling in love with Jesus and being involved in a church that was actually experiencing revival. And these last 35 years, I've been living totally surrendered to him. Wow. Yeah, that is just um, just amazing. We, uh, there are so many parts of that I could respond to. We only have so much time, but let me just take the the one about, you know, that you are, you know, you're, you, you did not know that this was in the Bible. I mean, think about that. And, and even today with all the information sources, all the social media, people think they know what's going on. And there are so many of our kids who are, who do not know. Don't you find that to be the case? I do. It's over and over and over. And what is uh, sad about the, the culture, the culture has brought down the social norms and uh, I was just at lunch with some other people, and we were talking about this very thing. They were surprised to hear that even in uh, some colleges now, there's a real assault on women and on young women to, quote-unquote, be gay for the stay. You know, don't worry about the guys. Have friends with benefits because, right. you know, they don't want you to get pregnant in college. And then you can, you know, then you can find maybe if you want. But, you know, be gay for the stay. Of course, that's true in women's prisons. So the cultural norms. But then even in the church, we now have this this onslaught of gay Christianity, antinomianism, which is, you know, hyper-grace teaching, just mm-hmm. pray a prayer, believe in Jesus, and, you know, you can live however you want. Right. So they're not teaching repentance. So there's a real onslaught against our kids to believe that homosexuality is normal, and yet we have science that proves otherwise. Okay, I want to I want to make sure I talk about your book, which is just fantastic. Um, Thank you. Uh, freedom realized: finding freedom from homosexuality and living a life free from labels. Now, by Stephen H. Black. So, uh, before I forget, we'll do this another time in the next segment. But how do people get your book? Oh, real easy. It has its own website, freedomrealized.org or firststone.org, but freedomrealize.org, and they can click on order right there. Or they can get it on Amazon as well. And the e-books will be up here in the next week. Okay, well, that's great. Um, You know, there is so much that we could go back and talk about with the uh, gay Christian, so-called gay Christian phenomenon. We we have about a minute before we have to take a break. Just give me your quick... There's no quick answer, but give me a quick synopsis of what where you think this is going. Well, what's going is you've got people that are in actually high places that have embraced the idea of orientation and higher learning, even in, in our seminaries and, and theological t- uh, training. And so they're, they're meshing the idea of orientation or human sexuality with grace. And then on the other side of that, they're coming up with this idea of gay Christianity and that people that are Christian and gay, they can't change their orientation, so they're marrying this together. Right. Isn't this just what people have been doing since the Garden of Eden? I mean, we, you know, we, you, you decide what you want, and then you try to make a God that fits that, that desire. Don't we just all kind of do that in so many ways? Yeah, yeah that that's is, right. That is just the way we are. We've been talking, and we will continue talking with Stephen Black, who is um, has been in... 
uh, ministry for 25 years, and he is executive director of First Stone Ministries in Oklahoma City. He's also the national uh, chairman of the board of Restored Hope Network and has a wonderful new book, Freedom Realized, about coming out of homosexuality, all of the wonderful hope that there is. The subtitle is Finding Freedom from Homosexuality and Living a Life Free from Labels. So stay here with us on Mission America Radio. This is Linda Harvey. We will be be right back after these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to MissionAmerica.com. Now, here's Linda. Is it true that people who have same-sex attractions can never get beyond that and that you were born this way and you might as well embrace it and just call it something good? Or is the Bible true where we are told that this is a sin and there is definitely a, a different plan that God has for the design of humans, and for our life. Well, we're talking today with Stephen Black, who is a longtime friend and colleague. Um, Stephen has, uh, was formerly in that lifestyle, but has been free of that for three decades and is in uh, ministry for uh, First Stone Ministries in Oklahoma City and is chairman of the board of Restored Hope Network. And Stephen, I want you, and also author of this wonderful book, Freedom Realized, and we'll talk about how you can get hold of that. And a lot of what we're about to talk about is in this book. How do you, Stephen, uh, when someone approaches your ministry and they want help with same-sex attractions, what is what are some of the things you go through to ask them how you start to approach this counseling? Yeah, the first thing we do is in the introductory meeting, we, we want to make sure that, that people aren't being coerced and that they're here because they really want to be here. Um, we fa- find it counterproductive to even try to help somebody who doesn't want to be here. Right. So the first thing is, do you, do you want to be here? And then the second thing is, is giving them some understanding. And in my book, I, I talk about, um, you know, the, the burden of those who don't finish the race and then how to find real hope. And uh, there's some, some practical areas in, in, in the overview of the causality. So gaining understanding is really important. And then the third thing is they have to know that this is a process, and depending upon that person's history, how long that process will be. And so that's the first thing. And then once somebody really does want to embrace this process, we tell them, if, especially if they're gay-identified and they've been acting out in homosexual behavior, that they're probably looking at least at one year to two, maybe three years, depending on their histories of trauma and brokenness, uh, to resolve the, uh, the behind-the-scenes conflict of their history, understanding their temperament, understanding their, uh, their personality, how God has made them as gendered male, gendered female, and, and to work on all of the belief systems that are usually really broken through their, their history and what they've experienced in the culture and maybe what they've experienced sexually growing up. And so it's a, it's a bit complicated. Uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, though, to understand some of these things. I've tried to lay it out very, um, uh, actually, simply in my book mm-hmm. so that people yeah. can understand how to help uh, yeah. 
someone. You, you do. You do. You make a wonderful case uh, in so many ways. And, you know, one of the, isn't one of the things, um, too, that once you begin to believe the truth rather than the lies, that this begins to speak really to your spirit inside, and it begins to change a person's feelings in all kinds of ways. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and we also tell people unapologetically that we're going to be offering um, pastoral care, which means we're going to be going to the Bible, and we're going to be looking at all the different ways that the Bible speaks to the healing of the soul. And uh, Jesus came to, you know, set at liberty those that are held in captivity. We hear that in the church, but also Jesus came to bind up the broken at heart. And so the inner healing and the necessary to uh, help people scripturally with a biblical orthodox understanding of human sexuality to heal the broken uh, memories, to heal the broken places of the lies and their identity, and and to really work on that from a biblical precedent. And, and that means in pastoral care that we actually do ask to, to be present, to be advice-giving, and to point them uh, in discipleship care in a local church, and to really work on uh, embracing everything that God has for them. Yeah, and you all uh, deal with uh, helping the person who is gender confused as well, correct? That's right. Yeah. Do, do you get a lot of folks in in that uh, in that vein these days? Um, no, I wouldn't say a lot. We're actually because we're we're known as parachurch, and more than ninety ninety five percent of the people that we minister to are actually in the church. Uh, but I have ministered to uh, probably over a dozen uh, people that have either been uh, in, uh, you know, process of trans, trans, transgender changing mm-hmm. or who have gone full circle and have now come back to Christ as transsexuals. And so uh, they've gone through the operation. You know, a lot of times the gay community just calls it all transgendered. Before, years ago, we would, you know, say that this was the trans person or the um, the drag queen. Now it's the transgendered, and they lump everybody together. Right. And we used to say, you know, the transsexual is the person who has actually had the operation. And I still lean towards that. But, yeah, we, we do, and it's complicated. And most of the time, you're dealing with some really heavy trauma yeah. and even mental illness. Right. Most of the time, there's a lot of mental illness that is dealing with people with um, transgendered or gender confusion. Well, when you when you are in, in that deep of a delusion, I mean, it, it, there is something that definitely there is a veil over your your eyes and your understanding of reality. And yeah, trauma. It's just it just screams trauma and and difficult experiences. Do you find that? that child sexual abuse is at the background of that as well? Often. Yeah, almost almost all people that deal with what I would call really deep places of sexual perversion and, um, uh, you know, gender confusion, uh, the, hot, the percentages are way higher than even in the book at 55% of all the people that we've ministered to. So uh, in female homosexuality, it's also higher uh, but specifically with people that deal with uh, transgender uh, confusion, they usually, if not overt sexual abuse, they've had some kind of really traumatic past yeah. of abuse 
and uh, just chaos in their lives. Yeah. Well, we are running out of time, and I want to make sure people know how to get your book again. So Stephen Black's book, Freedom Realized, Finding Freedom from Homosexuality and Living a Life Free from Labels. So tell us again how we can get the book. Freedomrealized.org, and also it's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and the e-books will be coming out hopefully here in the next week. And then there will be a hardback version coming out as well. A hardback freedomrealize.org. And it is packed with resources, with the results of your survey, and much more. Stephen, um, I just, we just all love you and what you're doing. Thank and you. I ask my listeners to pray for you, pray for your ministry, pray for the success of this book, and get a copy. That would be a wonderful thing. So thank you so much for being with us today on Mission America. Yeah, thank you. It's always a pleasure, Linda. Well, and I urge you, friends, to and everybody knows someone who's involved in this lifestyle, and many of us know people involved in this struggle. Get a copy of this book, and so you have it ready uh, when the person asks you, what can I do? Where are the answers? Just remember, friends, just remember, with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.